Happy birthday to we to we. Happy birthday to we to, to us. us. This special was filmed September 10th. There is still no escape. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Channel KRT, the podcast where there is no goddamn escape. And also we look at obscure media from the best and worst of, I guess, sometimes. I'm Professor Tinkit Putt. I'm Randy and I'm eating sushi. Yay! So you'll probably hear sushi noises. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green and... Is it really no escape if we willingly choose to talk about this? Fair, fair. So how has it taken us almost two years, not counting our Patreon mini so by the way, please give us money. Yay, money! How has it taken us this long to talk about Barney again? For a podcast where there's no escape from this motherfucker and we bring him up almost every episode, we actually haven't talked about a special of his in a while, like, and it's been two years since our episode on the annual mistake. Well, almost, but still, holy shit. So we did escape for two years, is what you're saying. Technically, yes, but also no. Yeah, you're right. I do have a um, baby bot plush hanging in my room. Cut the cord. Cut Cut the the cord. I'm sorry, little one. (laughs) No! And funny enough, this special comes from the same year. Barney's first ever live tour. Well, technically it's been going since 96, but this was where they taped it. And they taped it in North Carolina, so... Yeah, they taped it in North Carolina at the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Actually, let me look into that place real quick. So it's not like this is like some like old ass theater too that's been around since like, you know, the vaudeville days. According to Wikipedia, this was built, construction began in 1987 and it opened in 1989. So it was still pretty brand new around the time of it opening. We should mention this was actually filmed in December 1997. And came out a couple months later in May 1998. So this is actually a pretty uh, busy stadium. So we have a list of concerts here that we've had. We have ACDC, Avenged Sevenfold, BB King, The Beach Boys, Billy Joel, Bob Dylan, The Boston Pops, Carrie Underwood, Cher, Dave Matthews, David Lee Roth, Dolly Parton, Elton John, Garth Brooks, Hilary Duff, Judas Priest, Kelly Clarkson, Clay Aiken, Lil Wayne, Ludacris, Lupe Fiasco, Marilyn Manson, Martina uh. McBride, Matchbox 20, Neil Diamond, Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> Pantera, <laughs> Papa Roach, Fish, Primus, Rascal Flats, Reba McIntyre, Sticks, Sublime, Sugarland, Tina Turner, Tool, White Zombie, I'm almost done. Liz <laughs> Khalifa, Zach Brown Band, and ZZ Top. I'm genuinely amazed none of those names were the Harlem Globetrotters because I genuinely thought that was a basketball stadium. <laughs> and in 1997, it hosted some purple asshole and duty from Greece. <laughs> I saw the Wiggles at the DCU Stadium, which had acts like Janet Jackson. They'll just take whoever's paying enough. Nice. <laughs> they're, they're just like, you know what? It's the fucking Wiggles, but it brings in Beyonce money, so. And I saw Adora live show at some big theater in Sacramento. I forgot what it was called, but it's pretty big. Like, there was the Nutcracker performed there, a bunch of other concerts and operas were performed there. They decided to save it for Dora in the City of Lost Toys. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> And also, I still can't believe Barney has managed to play at both Radio City Music Hall and this building. What the fuck? It's called 
if you want to see them live, you basically have no choice but to pay for multiple tickets because it's parents with kids going. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're talking about Barney's Big Surprise, which, of course, was a national live show that ran from 96 till 98 and was officially released on video on May 19, 1998. This was actually the first national stage tour for Barney, even though a couple years prior he had the Radio City Music Hall live show, which had the creepy motherfucker known as the Winkster. God, discomfort character, along with Mr. Ten again. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, your lucky stars. We're not talking about those episodes. No. <laughs> So, what is everyone's relationship with the specific special? Alright, so 1998 was basically the peak of my Barney hyperfixation, because that was pretty much the year of no escape with the movie coming out. The movie and this are probably the tapes that I've watched the most amount of times, because I don't know why these just appealed to me so much, but they were just the big thing for me. I think I even owned an Easter basket that contained the Barney's Big Surprise, and then where they set up like a hot air balloon style basket in it it was it was amazing it was and then right after that i began to hate him (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i will say though as much as i'm gonna riff on this special and as much as i will have fun making fun of it because well it's barney i actually think this is the best of the live shows I I agree. This was a really seminal moment in Barney history as I've noticed a lot of Barney fans really really love this special and I can see why quite frankly. Agreed. And you know, going into my history a bit with it, this is really the main association I have with all the Barney live shows because I think this is the one I watched the most. Same. And so I have a lot of nostalgia for this and I'm actually really glad that we chose to do this since this is us celebrating our three birthdays together, technically. It is! Yeah! yeah. We had three consecutive birthdays and we couldn't celebrate them properly until now. You're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday, KRNT! <laughs> but yeah, I watched this one incessantly and rewatching it now for the first time in God knows how long, like. I remember a lot more of this than I expected, and again, it was just really fucking nostalgic entirely for me, so I might be a little biased with this one. I mean, it does star our king, Professor Tinkerputt. We'll get to him when we get to him. We have plenty of good things to say about that guy. Fuck yes. Randy, how about you? (laughs) I have no history whatsoever. Huzzah. On with the show. You weren't born? You don't even have a, a history of life. Okay. <laughs> For once, I can say that I don't even have a friggin' vague history with this. I just I just raw dogged this one, guys. I went in blind. <laughs> blind reaction. Blind reaction. So you're telling so you, the baby bop stan, have never seen this. You're a fake fan, Randy. I'm sorry. It's just how it goes. I'm more of an aesthetic baby bop stan. I, I like her color palette. I like her vibes. That's valid. <laughs> Quick note before we begin. I will say that as much as I'm still going to clown on her in this special, she's not as annoying in it as she was at Halloween party. No, you don't. <laughs> I win. I win. I said, she's still annoying. She's just not nope, as I win. <laughs> So we start off with, oops, sorry, we turned on Pixar's version of Seven. I will say, seeing that CGI box jump around, and then it blows out all the clips, just fill me with this immediate rush of nostalgia. I know I'm saying the same stuff over and over, but... 
that was just nice to see. That brought me back to like being a three-year-old. Same. That did make me happy. I will say the CGI wasn't as dated as I was expecting it to be. Yeah, it's not bad. Although I couldn't stop thinking of, for BJ's birthday, we're giving him Gwyneth Paltrow's head. (laughs) (laughs) What's in the box, Barney? Barney stopped goop. (laughs) I know I was saying that theater didn't look very well run, but on top of that, I could smell that crowd. I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, my God. The fucking crowd shots. I thought I was going to, like, come out of that with, like, stomach bug. Like, I'm just seeing all of these, like, children, these, like, sticky, gross children wiping the fuck out of their nose. Open palm, might I add you, just wiping the fuck out of that shit. Immediately after watching this, I had to test negative just to make sure that... COVID wasn't transmitting from my screen, even though this was the 90s, <laughs> and that's not even possible, but bear with me here. That that was COVID-20, dude. <laughs> I got claustrophobia from just looking at that image. <laughs> I don't want a single bottle of water that's in that auditorium. So that opening narration where the kid says, Today's appearance of Barney is made possible by your imagination. I don't know why, but I kind of took that as a fuck you to public funding. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if the conservatives are trying to take away PBS, we'll just imagine Barney's still (laughs) on the air. Fuck you. You just fucking see Mr. Rogers, who single-handedly saved public television, the thing that made Barney so popular in the first place, just sitting there like, you know, fuck you too, neighbor. I single-handedly dismantled the Sears and Roebuck Foundation. Oh. <laughs> I owe my fans a public funding, but fuck them. Also, they sing happy and you know it once he appears and it's like, well, they're starting off with a filler song. That's a great sign. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Fuck you, play free bird. If you're happy and you know it, skip the song, double tap. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that once they introduced the treehouse, that replica looked amazing. Like, I'm genuinely amazed with most of the backgrounds in this one. I don't think it's supposed to be the exact same treehouse from the show, because you don't really see the school in the background. But for what it's worth, that really is a pretty badass set, especially considering how you have the exterior and then the exterior folds out. And then you have this massive fucking treehouse. Like I said, the replicas in this show and the big set designs are amazing. Like, that brought me a lot of nostalgia, honestly. You can tell they really upped their budget from the Radio City Music Hall show. And, like, this set design is really nice. And one thing I really like, too, that nobody's really talked about is the cinematography for this special is not that bad. Because you have the shots in the audience as, you know, disgusting as they may be, but then you have (laughs) shots that are scattered in where it's actually, the camera is actually on stage following, like, Professor Tinkerputt doing a dance move or something, and it's really cool. It kind of adds to the charm of it, I think. And this was made before drones. (laughs) Oh, one quick thing we forgot to mention in the intro. Barney in this one, in the suit, he's played by Carrie Stinson. Yes, Carrie! Yes! I remember him and Barry Pearl talking a lot about this special when they did an episode together, I remember. I do want to bring up the uh, Purple Tales episode with Barry Pearl. By the way, when Barry Pearl was on Purple Roads, it was originally Purple Tales, 
which was the precursor of the show where Carrie Stinson had a co-host and he had some really great stories that I can't wait to get to. Yes. (laughs) Also, one more thing. That Barney doll looked so sad. It did. (laughs) My assumption is that they didn't take, like, the actual well-rounded doll from the show. They just took literally one of the dolls from the merch table and just stuck it on a stool. (laughs) And by the end of the tour, the thing's head's probably fucking falling off because how floppy it is. Yeah, they probably just picked it up from, like, a local Goodwill or something. (laughs) And they were like, oh, crap, it's got, like, a big juice stain on it. Oh, well. I just want to say, um... To whoever was in the Baby Bop costume, which I imagine those costumes are not light because they're basically kind of animatronics, and had to do a fucking whole entire hop routine, Bobby Van style, in that goddamn costume, you probably have stronger legs than anyone in any branch of military around the world. Oh god, yes. (laughs) And I love you for that. By the way, it was Lee Clark and Jennifer Romano. (laughs) So one of those people. One of those people. Let me see those calves. (laughs) Also, when the kid was calling the fire department, I was like, oh, God, the treehouse is on fire already. (laughs) It's what we've always desired. Also, boo, where's Robert Goulet? (laughs) (laughs) So the cast of kids in this is pretty interesting in that none of them have been on the actual Barney show. I'm actually glad that they went with a different cast of kids rather than just handpicking some of the regular kids off the show. And by the way, did you notice that one of the kids' names is Tony? (laughs) For God's sake, in 1995, their two biggest new attractions were Waterworld and Barney. I just wanted to say how funny it is. The sheer difference between the audience and the kids actually on stage, because half the kids in the audience are open palm wiping their noses. Meanwhile, the kids that are like actually performing and are supposedly Barney's besties, like his number ones, they look like they're already sneak watching South Park. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially the kid Tony, because there were moments where I could like audibly hear his voice crack. Oh God, yeah. I was thinking this kid is like in middle school at this point, (laughs) right? These kids are in the tour bus quoting the raunchiest, dirtiest fucking South Park jokes to each other. And they and, and the fucking driver just has to deal with these kids saying like shit, piss, fuck. <laughs> I mean, hey, if we if, if we're going off of the Barney outtakes, we know there was definitely a lot more swearing on set than there looked. <laughs> <laughs> we get the treehouse song and we get like a pretty stupid joke where Tony has the uh, telescope backwards. Yeah, you can hear the sitcom laugh right after it. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just put in canned laughter right there because the audience just wasn't having it. <laughs> the audience is either ex- exhausted parents who just spent a fuck ton of money or children who are genuinely too small to even understand any language. <laughs> It's just pretty colors on stage, and that's it. So, and, and maybe like one adult going, Haha. so yeah, they kind of had to uh, exaggerate a little. They at least get the pleasure of saying they get to see duty from Greece on stage. Huzzah! At least one person in that audience was inebriated. Let's be real. <laughs> and then, yeah, you know what's coming up next. I am not her friend. I don't care what Barney says. 
Okay, well, she's my bestie. When I was going into this, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, we dealt with Beesbo and everything. We dealt with, you know, Dermy and all the Wee Sing characters and everyone from Reanimated. Maybe Baby Bot won't be as bad. Yeah, she's still fucking annoying. I'm sorry, but I just can't. Good God, I hate the Baby Bop Hop. Baby Bop Hop sucks. Even when I was a kid who didn't critique Baby Bop at all in the slightest, I knew that song fucking sucked. You will respect the brave Marine in that Baby Bop suit who did a fucking Bobby Vant hop on stage. You will not tarnish their name <laughs> no i do respect the i do respect the person in the costume and i do respect julie johnson giving it her all for all it's worth but like she's a queen just you know i just still can't bo- get behind baby bop and that's it give it 20 the baby <laughs> and the baby bop hop still sucks it's still a horrible song also you those- heard me private give me 20 <laughs> also those i will say they weren't as bad as we sing but those bunny costumes oh, man geez. Yeah, those, were, those like, were weird. They look like those chocolate Easter bunnies that are starting to melt. Yeah, and it's frustrating because most of the set design for here looks amazing. So the costumes, though, kind of range. Yeah. I don't really think you're supposed to get Watership Down vibes from something that's in Barney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you're getting Night of the Lepus. <laughs> That one fucking bunny from the Twilight Zone movie. Also, Baby Bop, for God's sake, you played Radio Music Hall. Why are you choosing now to be shy? Because, uh, hey look, BJ finally shows up ten minutes into his own damn birthday special. I don't want to hear shit or fuck today about Baby Bop because look at BJ. Too bad, you're getting it anyway. Wow. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Alright, so BJ has so much of an ego that he makes his so-called friends carry around a giant bass drum with his name on it just so he can rub it in everybody's face that he's turning seven. Oh my god, it makes sense that we're giving him Gwyneth Paltrow's head then. (laughs) Wouldn't it be so, like, fucked up if, like, there was just a fucking dump in whatever town Barney lives in and that dump is just full of, like, those big like bass drums labeled like fucking one through six (laughs) and for his entire life it just keeps filling up until it eventually reaches 74 (laughs) at what age he dies of a stroke yay as much as i can't stand bj in this special the song kind of slapped admittedly kind of but also barely No, was that present costume safe to dance in? Because I noticed it didn't seem to have visible eye holes, so I was oh, so worried God. the person inside was going to fall right onto the audience. <laughs> so I guess Barney just so happens to keep these two people on standby whenever someone has a birthday, just so they can dance around in these unsafe costumes. And they probably aren't even union as far as I'm concerned. Oh no. <laughs> These are my MK Ultra victims who are now <laughs> my personal servants who only exist to serve me at my beck and call. <laughs> Super D <de-duper. laughs> 
<laughs> also, BJ is just, like, demanding this red scooter, and it's like, I know presents aren't the most important part of a birthday, but I deserve one. Fuck you! jeez. Oh, oh, don't fucking ham it up, BJ. You know damn well presents are the most important part of a birthday. You're just saying that to make yourself look good. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you are. I can read right through that. <laughs> Also, we're not making the obvious joke about the flying in an airplane scene. Oh, come on. You're not going to you're not going to tell me that BJ didn't fly the third plane into the Pentagon. <laughs> no, here's what happened. If you want to be accurate about it, technically that was a prediction of Sully. <laughs> because of the fucking ducks in the air. I know the Sully plane was geese. Oh, but you got this guy flying a plane and then there's ducks flying all over him. We're going in the Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like this song makes me feel like I'm in a plane that's slowly crashing because it just slowly goes and then suddenly it's like, oh, we are flying in an airplane, looking out the window, watching the clouds go by. And it's like, help, I'm falling. Oh, we are flying in an airplane, looking at the mountains. I don't think we're supposed to. (laughs) Oh, we are flying in an airplane, looking out the window. No one's wearing a mask. Ah, I'm just saying this song would have absolutely set off Marge's paranoia of planes again. They're asking you nicely to open the doors! Take it easy, Marge. How about if we dope you up real good? Let me off, 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 let me off! So one thing I need to say about, uh... BJ's stupid fucking red scooter monologue is that they do the thing where everyone's like, let's go decorate! And they go off in the background and do their own thing. But they're all huddled together like they're talking about something. You can't tell me they're not talking shit about BJ behind his back. (laughs) Okay, guys, I got him the red scooter, but I loosened one of the screws on the wheels. No. I'm just imagining one of the kids, like, just whispering to each other. No, yeah, no. He thinks we don't hear that fucking red scooter bullshit. (laughs) also he's a a fucking he's a fucking bitch yeah that fucking kite song they they didn't even try to not rip off mary poppins with it flying so high with its tail in the breeze up in the air with the greatest of ease flipping and dipping with colors so bright i I love to fly fly my kite (laughs) i know exactly how the formation of that song went They thought, you know, let's just try. Let's just try. Let's just see what we can do. Hey, Disney, can we know? (laughs) (laughs) Let's rip off a song. Let it go on too long. Be completely out of tune. The Shermans are suing. Actually, now that I think about it, this song sounds a little like Nowhere to Go But Up from Mary Poppins Returns, now that I think about it. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda writing Barney songs wet. Well, at least no <laughs> one's turning turtle in this one. Also, we were this close to some misfortune hitting Baby Bop when she lost her fucking blankie. Darn. Oh, that's another thing, too. To segue into this song, Barney tries to do a guessing game with the kids where he tries to make them guess what kites are, but it just comes off as extremely condescending. God, it's like, I get that it's trying to get kids to do more comprehensive thinking, but I'm just like, Barney, most of these kids don't even know their alphabet yet. Give them a break. And now, ladies and gentlemen, 
the moment we have been building up to for almost two years now, since the inception of our first Barney episode. Yeah. Erasmus Q. Tinker Putt. Let's go. The dude. We stand this amazing king. The dude. The alpha Chad. So, Kit, without further ado, who is Professor Tinker Putt? All right. Professor Tinker Putt is a toy inventor who became friends with Barney and the kids. He used to live on Imagination Island so that he didn't have to share his creations with anybody. However, in that same special, Barney and his friends show him that it is nice to share with other people. And in this special, he gets to show his character development. Yeah. And he's played by the ultimate Chad, Barry Pearl. I am so glad we finally get to talk about this motherfucker after bringing him up several times and our audience probably doesn't know what we're talking about. Yes, especially since Barney's Imagination Island is probably the best special. Changed my mind. It really is. And it it, it really helps, too, that Barry Pearl just got to add his flair because... Quite frankly, he he gives 100% to this role. He could have very easily just phoned this in. He could have been, oh yeah, I'm the guy from Greece. I'm better than this shit. But no, he went fully theatric in Barney's Imagination Island and this. And he gets some really good stuff to do here, I gotta say. Damn straight. He, Phyllis Cicero, and Robert Sweatman all feel like they just absolutely love playing their roles. The holy fucking trinity. Preston Power, Phyllis Cicero. We love you. Yes. We also, love you. Speaking of Greece, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, we love yeah. you. I was more sad about that than the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone was. <laughs> I really am actually kind of pissed at the Queen for overshadowing Olivia Newton-John like that. That was extremely petty, and th- th- that's just fucking shady. I mean, Martin <laughs> Short didn't sing I Hate Olivia Newton-John on SCTV. I'm just saying. Ha! <laughs> One quick thing I also wanted to mention, as amazing as he is in these two specials, he deserves so much more because the only other time he's mentioned after this is a bullshit mention and one of the worst Barney specials come on over to Barney's house. I get that Barry Pearl probably wasn't available, but Mother Goose shows up so much more than he does and it's not fair. Yeah! (laughs) Mother Goose is a shit-tier Barney character. Meanwhile, Professor Tinkerpot could have had plenty more opportunities to show up in Barney, but he didn't. Right? Aww. <laughs> oh, man. So after the kite song, Barney gets a phone call from Professor Tinkerpot about BJ's birthday. And we get a joke that I actually really like where they kind of make fun of the trope where someone's on the phone and on the other end, you hear gibberish. It's kind of funny. It's basically one of those moments where people make fun of how the adults and peanuts talk and stuff. <laughs> Also, this is in Imagination Island, but my favorite quote in the entire show is, And I'll help you get it down, or my name isn't George Washington. Your name isn't George Washington. That's right. And I can't help you. Okay, when they got into the car and I saw what kind of car it was, I'm getting canceled for this. Oh, God. (laughs) President Kennedy on a joyride, November 22nd, 1963. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Someone needs to make a very graphic painting of Barney driving the open-air limo. BJ having his fucking head blown off. Yes! <laughs> and All of- Baby Bob as Jackie in the back. <laughs> Oliver Stone Barney movie when? <laughs> you know, when the Barney-mobile did roll in, I know it's a hacky joke, but 
dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. <laughs> the witches and slay them in the back of my Barney mobile. <laughs> also, when Baby Bop is like, they say, are we there yet? I just groaned audibly <laughs> loudly. One more wisecracking, it's the middle of nowhere for you. No. <laughs> Now I kind of do just want to see like BJ and Baby Bob as Bart and Lisa with Barney as Homer just doing that. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. <laughs> Can you take us to Mount Splashmore? No. Can you take us to Mount Splashmore? No. To be fair, there's a relation to that for me because when I was a little kid, because of the way BJ and Baby Bob's heads were kind of shaped like Lisa's, I thought she was a dinosaur for the longest time. <laughs> I can see it. I, I can see it. I always thought BJ was Bart. <laughs> what? Is, what is he, if not just toddler-friendly Bart anyway? <laughs> also, I can't explain why this line made me uncomfortable, but it did. It's when Barney is explaining what a seatbelt is, and he's like, A seatbelt is like a special hug that keeps you safe. <laughs> I I get that you mean well, but like, ugh. Yeah. It's giving too smart for strangers, that's why. <laughs> Not the only time that he feels like bad touch of this special, by the way. <laughs> also, do we really have anything to say about the medley that they do when they're driving? Nope. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And they don't even fucking buckle. They don't. They just fucking pretend to. Like, you're st- okay, you're still gonna get pulled over. So then Tinkerpot shows up, and to continue his legend status... He immediately joins them for a rendition of Mr. Knickerbocker. I will say, it's not Jimbo, so I'll take it. And also, it does genuinely slap. I do like the Barney version of Mr. Knickerbocker, quite frankly. It's one of the only Barney songs I truly do like. Painfully 90s. Though I will say, Sheriff Knickerbocker's is still the best. Eh, valid. So Tinkerpot introduces him with his song from Imagination Island and... Speaking of songs that slap. And he went through character development. He now sings about how he welcomes people to see his toys. As you can see, I've made a lot of toys. And I invent them all by myself. I play with them and they make lots of noise. And then I set them back on the shelf. The sole performance of, of his song is exactly why I love Barry Pearl's Tinker Putt, because, God, God he yes. goes 100%. No, he goes 200% in this performance. Also, his toy factory in the background looked genuinely amazing. Like, they actually built all this? It looks, um, like, this this whole set and the and the transformations they're doing and the transitions are just so, so good. And I wanted to live there. I will say the one thing that kind of threw me off was in the background you have these two dancers dressed up as clowns or something i think they're either clowns or rag dolls i don't know but i actually thought those were corpses at first <laughs> because they weren't yeah th- so. for the first for the first minute of the song they're just s- sitting there like in in weird poses unblinkingly and it's just really uncomfortable and then tinker putt brings them to life and <laughs> I don't like it. I think I need to make some peace here and just be honest with myself for a second. When I was younger and I wasn't as cultured as I was today, I was actually afraid of Tinker Putt as a kid. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain why. Just something about him gave me a bad vibe. Barry Pearl, <laughs> I am so sorry, my guy, but like, I, I got better. I just want to say real quick. Um, So I think this actually kind of lasted me 
through my child. I've just had this lifelong fear of like dolls, like porcelain dolls or like, you know, dolls with like kind of like humanish faces, you know, plushies. Hell yeah. Dolls. Fuck no. Get that shit away from me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified of dolls. If you put me in a bedroom with dolls, I would actually rather sleep outside. That being, that being said, I'm glad I have no history with this special because that would not have fucking helped at all, actually. I have something I just remembered. So when I was younger, my mom and my stepdad were going out to a party or something, and uh, they took me over to the neighbor's house. I walk in, and the neighbor's watching Barney's Imagination Adventure, and it's the exact moment when Tinker Putt shows his face through the door. I ran out screaming. <laughs> Again, Barry Pearl, if you ever hear this by some miracle, I'm so sorry. If it helps, I didn't watch this special in full until I was like 12 because I was so deathly terrified of the growing scene at the beginning of the movie. Oh, like, geez. That yeah, was nightmare fair. fuel. Here's what trips me, though. I was afraid of Tinker Putt as a kid. But not Mr. Ten again? Oh, that motherfucker. Uh, granted, I've never seen that episode. I didn't see that episode until Marissa pointed it to us, but... Oh, good God. lord. One little, two little, three little toes. Four little, five little, six little toes. Seven little, eight little, nine little toes. Ten little toes on her feet. <laughs> yeah, we should explain who Mr. Ten again is, but also I don't want to, so... Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh man! Just look it up. It's uh, it's yikes. It is. It's it's bad. Just don't. Just we're we're not going to talk about it on this show. Even we have limits. I mean, I guess I'll say this much. I guess he's not the worst character in the show to be performed by a problematic voice actor. Cough, Todd Habercorn as Mister Knickerbocker. <laughs> cough. So one Barry Pearl story that I want to parrot before we move on is when he was on Purple Tales. He was talking about how they were doing a show in Florida, and that day they were going to uh, Bush Gardens, and they went on Montu. But because Barry Pearl was talking about how he won't do roller coasters unless he can, you know, scream as much as he can, so he went on the roller coaster like five or six times, and he blew his voice out entirely. <laughs> oh man! So when he's performing Tinker Putt, he, he kind of sounds like this a bit. But then since the songs are recorded. Hey, <laughs> but since the songs are Can recorded. You me my Marlboros? <laughs> Mr. Professor Tinkerfoot and the Sopranos when? <laughs> but since the songs are pre-recorded, it goes from Barry Pearl's voice being completely blown out to him belting, My name's Professor Tinkerfoot. You might think it's funny, but... <laughs> Also, those robots during the robot song, they look like if Pee-wee's Playhouse and Devo ended up melting together. So again, I was afraid of Tinker Putt as a kid, but the, the freaky-ass robots were fine with me. I I don't know, man. <laughs> to steal from podcast The Ride's newest episode, they look like heartbeats. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving very much the original Haunted Mansion Bride. It really is. <laughs> also... That had to be improvised when Professor Tinkerputt said, get down with your bad self, right? <laughs> but he was right to say it. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there was someone um, writing that who said, okay, so um, this is what's cool to say today. So try and throw one of those in there. <laughs> we are extremely white. <laughs> I said a hip hop, 
a hippie, a hippie to the hip hip hop and you don't stop hopping. <laughs> so I do want to mention real quick, there's actually a cut song on the soundtrack. I don't know how they would have fit this in, but the song Listen to the Nighttime was originally going to premiere here before it did Barney's Camp One of Run Around, which is another one I watched incessantly as a kid. And oh yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's one of the only Barney songs as a kid that like truly got me emotional. Like I would actually cry listening to it. Aww. <laughs> Can hear the raindrops sprinkle. <laughs> Listen to the nighttime. You can hear the branches blow. I mean, to be to be fair, if you actually listen to it, it kind of sounds like Dire Dire Docks from Mario 64. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Kind of a more emotional, intimate version of that. And that was one of the only Barney songs to get me emotional, other than the uh once Upon a Time song from that uh, from that yes, one special. That one's my favorite song in the show. I like that song still kind of gives me chills, quite frankly. I also really love the It's Good to Be Home song. That's Honestly, I kind of wish they kept that as the ending song after the I Love You incident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, for a lot of the bad songs that Barney has, there are some, like, rare bangers. Agreed, yeah. Like, very, very rare. Yeah. <sighs> Also, when they said orange, it's the color of an orange. I was oh, like, oh, jeez. Eminem's been real silent ever since they dropped that one. <laughs> and Drake and Josh, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> I can make orange rhyme with a banana. <laughs> so, Professor Tinkerputt tells Barney that he needs to borrow the Barney mobile to drive BJ's surprise back. And of did, course. Did he just say he has to Barnow the Barney mobile? Hey, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And of course, everybody's uh, wondering how they'll get back. So, of course, that leads to Professor Tinkerputt saying, Fuck it, you take my hot air balloon thingy. Also, when when they're starting to go into intermission, you can see Professor Tinkerputt dancing with one of the clowns. And I was like, he got himself a clown boyfriend? Good for him. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty dick move when one of the robots untied the balloon before Dorothy could get on there. No, if you look real closely, if you look real closely, he does that. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say it. Professor Tinkerpot and Mother Goose are MLM WLW solidarity. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Stella. Stella is WLW. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. So we get back to the intermission and we see Barney, BJ, and Baby Bop in the hot air balloon. And I'm just going to say it. Universal's version of Soren is weak as fuck. <laughs> Also, that intermission didn't have Gonzo and Rizzo screaming over it, zero stars. <laughs> it needed the Monty Python intermission music, I'm just saying. I have a question for people who go in hot air balloons. What the fuck is the appeal? That looks horrifying. Those things look like they could pop if a small bird just passed into them, so nope. You are literally fucking plain height. And what? A basket with a sack full of hot air that just goes wherever the fuck it wants to? Also, I have a question. When birds see Barty, BJ, and Baby Bop, do they think, oh, hey, that's our ancestors? That'd be like if we were right next to a bunch of cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Do cavemen exist in the Barneyverse? Did dinosaurs even exist to begin with in the Barney universe? Like, I mean, we before... have probably established that Barney is quite literally the last of his kind. 
That has to be some sort of existential nightmare for him. Okay, no, he's technically not the last of his kind, but you get me. You you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Is this technically how modern civilization would look if the Flintstones was actually scientifically accurate? (laughs) Yes, yes it was. (laughs) Actually, I almost made this joke at the beginning, but I forgot, so let me say it now. Oh god, Barney's on a stage in front of millions of children. It's the beginning of Day of the Barney. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have nothing to say about the Five Little Ducks song, except I can never hear it without thinking of Captain Feathersword going into complete depression mode oh, over God. it. Wait, oh, well, no, this is the one they did in uh, Barney in the Backyard Gang, where out of nowhere, when they do the, he led the others with the quack, 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 and Barney actually quacks. And it's like the <laughs> most unsettling oh, thing. That was horrifying. That was when they let Scott Coffin design the Barney suit for some reason. They make it back to the treehouse and they reprise the birthday song. And then they sing Old MacDonald. And of course, BJ acts like a little shit. And Baby Bob has to go into a whole monologue about how I'm always the last in line. Shut up. Crawling in my... I don't care, Baby Bob. Just... just. <laughs> Also, that goose costume was horrifying. Oh, God. Yeah, the the goose that fucking sneaks up on Baby Bop, which I was really hoping the, the goose would at least peck her eyes out. Okay, so this literally is Sully, then. Yes, 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 yes it, is. it is. Oh, yeah, there's another thing we forgot to mention. When the kids are talking about how they want to have some of the birthday treats, but they're not ready yet, Barney's like, but I think it would be fun for us to imagine eating some treats. Fuck you, Barney. He forgot to make treats. He forgot to get the treats. He forgot to run to the store. Barney's a cheap piece of shit. Barney, why don't you go to the starving children in war-torn countries and tell them to just imagine some food and shelter then, you dipshit? See, if world hunger exists in Barney, that means there's conflict, and we can't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's all happy, sunshine and daisies in Barney world. Don't question anything. Osama bin Laden and George W. Bush should have just sang the I Love You song together. <laughs> oh my god. Barney forgot to buy party treats because he had to stack up on his pistachio addiction. I <laughs> <laughs> can quit anytime I want to. <laughs> no, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> it's not a relapse. It's just a little treat after I've had a hard day at work. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do like Mother Goose a lot in Barney, but... But I gotta say, she's still no Shelly Duvall. She really doesn't add anything to this special at all, quite frankly. Yeah, she's like all she's right. she's only here for padding. I just want more Tinker Pot. Also, they get some pretty impressive puppets and sets for the Mother Goose rhyme scenes, especially the Hey Diddle Diddle scene. They that was a pretty cool effect. I did like those puppets, but also I kind of feel like there's not really much for me to say here that I haven't already said in the We Sing episode. Even though I'm happily debating at this point to do Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. You know, it's a good thing they were at a stage because that cat costume was kind of giving me, you know, touch me, it's so easy, leave me. They did air the Cats 1998 trailer on the Barney movie VHS. I was just going to point that out. I swear to God that they had the Cats trailer on a Barney VHS or something. And I was Mandela affecting myself into thinking it's this. No, it was the Barney movie. It has a fucking trailer for a live showing of Cats. What the hell? The thing is, you know... As for the Broadway version of Cats, the original Broadway version with the costume sets and music, I actually love it. 
it is just so fucking cool all that it's like actually legitimately impressive makeup and the outfits too they're like kind of clothes but they're also kind of like cat fur and everything like right it's just so great i love cat i fucking love cats and i will be forever pissed off that its reputation has been tarnished by that well, for the longest time up until cats 2019 happened I always associated cats with Barney because of that damn VHS trailer. <laughs> also, even though he's no little Richard, this old King Cole's actually a lot of fun. I would just love to get a beer with this with this guy rather than the probable animal abuser one from We Sing. Something, something, the monarchy's latest hire. Also, we forgot to talk about how BJ thanks, quote unquote, Mother Goose for his present. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's such a little shit in this. Jesus Christ. I thought they were building up to like an actually good lesson about how you shouldn't just expect to get everything for your birthday, but that doesn't mean it won't still be meaningful and what your friends will do for you isn't still amazing. BJ learns nothing from this at all. He doesn't even get called out when he goes to Mother Goose. But I wanted a red skirt. Oh, I mean, thank you. Fuck you, young grateful prick. Oh, you did that on purpose, dude. You did that on fucking purpose. Fuck BJ. And Barney fucking enables him, too, so. I mean, what else can you expect from a motherfucker named Blowjob? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Tinkerbutt comes back and he calls the giant cake his greatest invention ever. And I'm like, I mean, everything you do is awesome. But dude, you invented a giant boat with balloons. This. It's just a cake. <laughs> Not even a cake. It's it's literally an inflatable cake that you can't even eat. Oh my god, catering. No one has ever invented catering before. <laughs> the two people from earlier in the present costumes come back out. Barney, can we have some of the cake? No, you can't. Go away. <laughs> I've invented the 20-piece boneless wings. <laughs> that theater is going to burn down thanks to those giant candles. Like, that had to be a fire hazard. Then, <laughs> of course, they sing I Love You, and Barney does bad touch by saying, Yikes, you shouldn't leave without a kiss goodbye. <laughs> I can, Barney, and I will. <laughs> You disgust me, Barney. The role of Barney today will be played by Vic Ming. Vic Ming. Fuck getting Vic fired Mick. again. <laughs> Vic 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 Ming. Icky Vicky. Vic ew, ew. Ew. Icky. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Icky Vicky. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. But really, with the second half. There's really not much to talk about. Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a really solid last half. It's just, it's kind of hard to talk about because it's all basically public domain stuff. And again, it's all stuff we talked about on the We Scream saga that we did. Oh, one quick thing I wanted to say. During the Little Miss Muffets segment, they definitely picked up that spider from a local Halloween store because that <laughs> thing looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Curds and Whey... That's just literally just cottage cheese. It's just eating a straight bowl of fucking cottage cheese. One thing I forgot to mention about King Cole is that he easily has the best job out of everybody in this special outside of Barry Pearl. Because all he needs to do is just stroll in the audience, look regal, and just dance on stage when they do old King Cole. And then he just disappears. (laughs) He legit had swag. He did. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, there's just not much to talk about with the second half, even though it is still pretty good and still a lot of fun. And of course, they sing the I Love You song. 
that's kind of a given. I, I know the audience reactions are supposed to be all sweet. Like you see, you know, the parents and the kids like hugging and kissing each other. That's cute. But you can see how exhausted the parents are as well. <laughs> the parents are like, come on, kids, let's get home so mommy can have her special drink. <laughs> okay, honey, give mommy a kiss. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Okay, I need to go home and have some special juice now. <laughs> All right, so for Barney's big surprise, do we give it a keep the tapes, put in the donation box, or burn the tapes kit? Keep the tapes, definitely. I'll admit the first half is a bit better to me than the second half, but it's still a really solid special all around. It's easily the best of the live shows, and I can see why this was the one I watched the most as a kid. Oh, so Barry Pearl is forever the king. Damn straight, Randy. You know what? That's a donation bin for me. Huh. Valid. Okay. You know, it's still Barney. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I f- besides, I feel like burning it would just be giving it what it wants. So, <laughs> and plus, you know, it's duty from Greece. Duty from Greece and Baby Bob. How could you not give it a keep the tapes, Randy? You know what? I'm keeping it just to spite you guys. <laughs> Wait, no, that means oh my- we win because we're both keeping the tapes. No, it means I win because I'm keeping them just to be petty. Damn it. Okay. Also, I just realized both this special and Greece have a flying car, basically. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I'm keeping the tapes as well because altogether, this is just probably the most nostalgic Barney special for me total. And I think it's the quintessential Barney special because it has everything. You know, it, it gives you like a good lowdown on what the characters are about, even if some of them are selfish pricks. But yeah, I, I, I do love this one. I am going to say keep the tapes. All right. So you can find me on the usual spots. Tyler FG on Twitter. TylerFG96 on Instagram. You can find the show on Twitter at channel underscore KRT. You can find us on Instagram at channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. We also have our Discord server in our Facebook group and our link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, you can also find us on Patreon where we have exclusive mini-sodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience. And yes, mini-sodes are still coming back. We've just been... Very busy with me coming back from vacation and everything, but yeah, you are getting a mini-sode this month, so stay tuned. And of course, thank you so much to Gomer and Chris Rander for pledging to us at the $10 level, and an extra special thanks to our new executive producer, Mike. Yes! Thanks, Mike! And as it just so happens, he picked out a very good topic for us that we're going to be getting to sometime in the near future. So stay tuned for that. Huzzah! You can find me at the usual Mission Breakout on Twitter, Discord. You can find me on a walking pun on Instagram. And you can find me providing a big surprise when I finally start my YouTube channel sometime in 2023. So stay tuned for that. It's happening. I will suffer through all of Fairly Odd Parents, even season 9 through 10. You got this. <laughs> On the plus side, right after I'm doing a Jimmy Neutron retrospective. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find me at Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with the three. Uh, you can find me on uh, select episodes of podcasts that, you know, you can find me also at uh, Cosmic Rewind on YouTube. And I love you. No. Love me. We're a happy family with the great people. Ladies and what? gentlemen, the baby butt plush that hangs off of my curtain. That's, that's baby butt? Yes! That sounds like Christian Chenoweth. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. This was clearly uh, recorded on a budget. <laughs> it, it sounds like it sounds like Christian Chenoweth doing an uwu voice. 
Oh, God. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, God, that's what Wicked 2024 is going to be. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope you're happy, senpai. Ooh. All um, right. It's Cat Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Channel KRT, cut to static. What's no. no. Turn it off. No. You monster. <laughs> I love you. Oh. 